A warm welcome in this shared space and time. And this is a follow-up part four of trying to create or sustain a habit. And the question is really, once we start creating those small habits, how can we sustain them? How can we encourage ourselves? How can we talk with ourselves in order to maintain that? And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuan Apopa from Team for the Soul. And I love this mixture, the soup of, so to speak, of science, psychology, interfaith, spiritual care, and ancient Christian faith. We're going to follow up today from the previous three parts. Part one was all about how to realize that we have access to effortless will. And that's through automation, through our own habits that we are forming. And we have so many. So if you haven't watched that, go ahead and watch part one. Part two has to do about in terms of creating and sustaining our habits, especially if you're a giver and you're pulled in so many directions and want to really get some help so you can stay focused either on your regeneration, self-care, or your projects, your the dreams, the visions that you have for your life to have an impact in others. In part two, we talked about this idea that we want to remove, we want to separate the deliberation process from the actual habit formation. Then in part three, we've talked about how to create small habits by actually using what I like to call the drip hose method of changing habits, doing so such small steps, so small that we cannot fail in such a way that it's not becoming a big, huge thing on the to-do list. The last thing you want as a giver, as a person that is compassionate and you're taking care of so many people is to have big structured spaces in your schedule where you're already full. So with this kind of rhythm, which I teach so much into renewal in action program and also in the effortless within action, is this idea that we can do small steps. Take five, 10 minutes for your rituals, for your exercises, or to go ahead with your project, right? You might not have two hours a day to read what you want to read or create that project that you want to create, but you can spend five, 10 minutes. And today we're going to talk how to talk to ourselves. What happens when we do that and what kind of blocks we might get? So let's dive right in. So often we actually underestimate the power of inner conversations. And sometimes we might even think, oh, it's kind of weird to talk to ourselves. You know, I hear that all the time in my office. People come to me, I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird. I'm talking to myself and I'm saying it's natural. We have this tendency. We, ha- we are storytellers. We give meaning to all the events we have. We create stories. We have inner conversations all the time. That doesn't mean we're hearing voices in this we're not talking about that. It's more that we are relating to ourselves. Obviously, when you're in doubt, just talk with your doctor if you're not quite sure what does this mean. But for most of us, we have those inner conversations and they happen subconsciously anyway. And it's interesting that cognitive psychology brought this as a field into our awareness and our collective consciousness that we do have what they call negative beliefs and negative conversations. And part of what cognitive therapies and methodologies are trying to do is to help us from 
using these negative beliefs, these assumptions, you know, either black and white, or I always do this, or if I don't do this, it's bad. I'm something bad with me. There's something wrong with me, et cetera, et cetera. All those methodologies can help us to shift them into bring them first of all to our awareness and shift them, shift them to more positive ones. And interestingly, internal family systems, which I love, and I'm, I'm training that it has an entire methodology about using and, and moving towards massive transformation, using this power of, of healing and liberating inner conversations. So I'm bringing a quick snapshot here and link it to this idea of creating habits, maintaining habits, especially as you're really busy and you're dedicated to help others and moving away from this idea that we need external rewards in order to sustain uh, doing whatever habit we want or fulfilling our projects or our dreams and also moving away from this idea that we need to strive in order to create a habit, which can drain so much of our inner system. We use so much energy into that, and we literally push our system to use lots of cortisol in our inside, which can give lead to stress and to burnout. So effortless will is this ability which I shared in the first part, then we can actually link our thought to action much quickly and quicker than we think. So if I say, touch your nose right now, we just touch our nose. But we don't think about that often because many times we spend so much energy either deliberating or searching for external rewards or kind of creating all sorts of ways of motivating ourselves, which in the end, they'll backfire. And if you're listening to this, you probably experienced that already. So when we implement small changes, five, 10 minutes, we can start getting those kind of backside voices. There might go something like this. And by the way, there are two types of main conversations. So we're going to talk one this week and one next week. But for this week, here's what I'm sharing. When I start five, 10 minutes of exercise, for example, and all of a sudden I feel so good. And there's this voice, wait, I'm having so much fun. Let's do more. Let's keep going until I'm done, until I, I ride this wave. This kind of sounds interesting. And many times we're tempted, including myself, to continue and finish and push forward. But what happens afterwards? After a day or maybe a week of doing that, we're going to get tired. We use enough dopamine and enough of our energy resources. And then when we're really crushed with time, we are going to say, I don't have time right now to do this. And in the back of our mind, we might say, well, five, 10 minutes is not really enough because it's not going to give me that amazing feeling and amazing energy. And that actually it's a slippery slope because it gets us exactly into the cycle and it pushes us into avoiding exercising even that short amount of time. So the solution, this is really a dopamine trap. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter in our brain. It's a chemical in our brain that helps us to feel good. So when we're doing something and we feel good, we want more of it, more of it. And as I said, the problem with that is, is not sustainable. We can enjoy it for the moment, but then in a day or a few weeks, we're crashing. So resist the temptation 
to go with this, but whatever it is, maybe you work on a project or maybe you want to have a self-care routine, resist the temptation to go for longer periods of time, unless you really have a day off and you're like, oh, I can do whatever. So then yes, go ahead and do it. But then reminding yourself that you're in the phase of building or consolidating this habit phase. Remember how I said, we're going to separate the deliberation phase from this consolidating, creating this habit phase, but also from the actual habit that we're going to do for the rest of our lives. So in this phase, which could be sometimes a month, could be two months or even three months, depending on how busy your schedule is, don't push yourself. Don't push yourself to do too much or don't get excited and do too much. So either way, kind of stick with the five, 10 minutes a day until it becomes a habit. And as I mentioned last time, it becomes part of your identity. Oh, I'm this person that runs, even if you're just running for two minutes. Or, oh, I'm this person that always walks. Oh, I'm this person that always moves forward. And I'm moving, let's say you're writing a book. I'm a writer. I'm writing every day, even if it's just five, 10 minutes a day. Or you might be wanted to learn or maybe you're taking a course. So study for five, 10 minutes every day. And this way, as you access and practice this ability to engage your will effortlessly, and you stay steady on a daily basis, it's going to become so much easier. And at some point, you're going to miss it. If you skip it, you're going to miss it. And I know, I know, this can be boring. It's like, where is that excitement? I love excitement. Listen, Boring is actually what we're going after. The whole idea of creating sustainable habits is to make them so effortlessly that we don't have to think about it. And it's going to be ingrained, going to be part of our identity. So it can feel boring, but I want to twist this a little bit. It is kind of boring, like brushing your teeth, right? Can be boring, but here is the invitation. When we reach that place where it's requires very little energy, that it becomes, so to speak, boring. This is where the gray news are coming. When our body, our mind, and our emotions can do the habits with ease every day, without fighting, without, without any energetic leak, so to speak, and it feels boring, this is where we actually have the space to stay in the now. And we can connect with our true self. We can connect with our soul or the divine, the image of God in us every moment. So then we can infuse our habits with this sense of soul and spirit in such a way that it becomes transcendent. So go for boring, so to speak. Make it really easy. Make it really effortlessly so that you can actually have time to pause and look around and enjoy life because it's such a miracle that we are alive and we can actually bring thoughts into action. For me, that's a miracle right there. And we can tap into this realm of existence and be aware and awake and live fully. And I wish that for you. And with this, I leave you for this week and we have one more watch next time because I'm going to bring this second kind of inner conversation that we can have to help us sustain this daily habit and keep taking small steps so small that you cannot fail and until next time I say goodbye for now